Hi, welcome. It's uh, Talk Comics to Me time. It's time to get boned in the comic book bone zone. 21. Heather, how do you feel about that? Number 21, we can drink now. (laughs) Well, you can. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I can, you can't. I can't. I mean, I could. (laughs) Probably shouldn't. Yeah, a road we do not want to go down at all. Mm-mm. Uh so yeah, I'm I'm Champ Champenstein. Heather Hadfield. Uh I have considerable amount of books this week, way more than Heather does. I don't even know. I mean, I know how it happened, but it's still just like how did this happen? I don't know how I managed to get down to like five to like seven books a week. Like that's absolutely ins- that's pretty crazy to me because I'm still getting like I feel like a lot, but just yeah. When I think back to like getting, you know, 14 to like 20, how it used to be, I don't know why, because I still feel like I'm adding so much to my poll. Yeah. I mean, we've had a lot of stuff end too. So it's like a, I think it's been like more of a cycle than before, which is nice. Because it is like, I love having a lot of comic books, but it would be nice to just have like a few really great ones that I want to read. Yeah. I do like the, how many like, limited series i've been getting mm-hmm. to like i think that does help a lot but whatever <laughs> want me right, to go? go yeah go ahead and start us off with your one book yes i have one book without champ and it is <laughs> rogan <and> gambit <laughs> um basically rogue's powers have been um hacked by the power broker and he's using her to take down gambit but of course it doesn't work because love prevails you know uh but they do manage to take him down and uh (laughs) you know love conquers all um but they're able to free all the mutants that he had like kidnapped and brainwashed essentially um and then the mutants that he had done that to get their powers back and are able to like take care of him so uh when rogue gets back home she has this conversation with destiny where destiny is like you know we all have our parts to play and there's a war coming and so you know you got to be ready for it but they take uh manifold they his powers are still hacked and now destiny is going to be using him for whatever so he's mm-hmm. not back to normal he is still uh possessed is what I'm gonna say because I don't understand the mechanics of the thing that they're using because it's essentially like the little thing that was in Thor Ragnarok that you they used to like oh, shock yeah, yeah, them. Yeah. it was that except it was to like use their powers with like a little okay. remote control so I don't I don't know um I liked it for what it was it was a lot of fun um the art again in places was like a bit weird I don't know how I I feel about that but I think overall for like a little Rogan Gambit story I did enjoy it yeah yeah okay I also realized part of the reason you don't have as many books is because of this night terror stuff going on yes that does make sense that's (laughs) because all of those books are on pause Mm-hmm. So I have all these night terrors book night terror books. I borrowed the first night terrors from work 
And then I got the Shazam, the Poison Ivy, and the Batman. And I think I have Detective as well. And then I read all of the ones from like the first week. I have not been able to read the ones from the second week. But uh, basic idea is that Dr. Destiny has been murdered by this new bad guy, Insomnia. And Insomnia and Destiny has hid this nightmare stone in somebody's dreams or maybe the waking world who knows uh and insomnia is looking for that nightmare stone and then each of these like little offshoots batman poison ivy shazam green lantern all of those are like the heroes nightmares that they're encountering so it's like I guess it's fun like it's not bad like it's not bad it's like a fun idea um yeah i just wish it august would or august october would have been a cool time to do it yeah because it is kind of spooky and then uh i don't know it's just it's silly to me to like pause those other books and then do this it's just like just make it part of the book (laughs) like I I don't I don't know um but they're fun it is what it is I I don't think I would have I would really suggest getting them because they're $4.99 at least the the ones that I have here and then the night terrors like number one is $3.99 but I don't know that is just, a lot, and especially because there's like going to be how many issues? Like 44, 45. My god. So yeah, it's like you don't have to get all of them, you know, because it is just like each each one's like individual stuff that they're encountering, but mm-hmm. still, that's like a lot. Yeah, I, I guess if you're like trying to really like get into the story, that then yeah, I don't know. Fun little thing. I wouldn't suggest getting them all. Maybe just picking and choosing you know, characters you like, writers you like, stories you're already reading. Because mm-hmm. that, like, that makes sense to me. So that's it. That's all I got to say about that. I got a few more books to burn through here. Okay. Uh, then I have Fish Flies. This is a new Jeff Lemire book. This is the first one. It is, I think, 64 pages. Something like that. It's a story about a man who commits a crime, becomes infected with, I don't know, like it's like a fly type situation. Like the fly? fly? Yeah, like the fly type situation, but he doesn't go through like a to be thing. Okay. Teleportion tube. (laughs) and so he turns into one of these fish flies and a young girl befriends him so it's gonna be a tearjerker right yeah it's just like it feels like crime noir frankenstein oh noir (laughs) yeah (laughs) but i know that doesn't make sense but that's the only like way i can describe it and it's probably just because of like the young girl befriending befriending this like man who then who's like bad and then literally turns into a monster okay but then he you know he didn't mean to do more 
than he did. He accidentally like shoots a kid. Well, you know what? And Frankenstein, he accidentally throws the kid into the river. I know. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it happens, you know? <laughs> you're made to be a monster, so that's what you're going to do. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks, Mary Shelley and Jeff Lemire. We love them. Uh, okay, so then next I have World's Finest Teen Titans. This is number one. Uh, this is by Mark Wade and uh, Emanuela. Sorry. Manuela Lupacino, Lupacino, uh, sorry, Jordi Belair, and then Steve Wong does the the letters. And I don't know, just fun little Teen Titans story. I don't, don't really have much to say just because it's like all the rest of those world finest books. And by that, I guess I mean just that Batman one or right. Shazam where it's just like having a good time watching these Teen Titans. Art's really They're good. They're all Mark Wade books, right? Yeah. Yeah. Are they in like the same I know this might be such a stupid question, but they are they all in the same like timeline? I I I don't really know. I would assume they're in the same like the same universe, besides like the Shazam one, probably. Right. Since it's technically not like a world's finest book, but Oh, okay. Right. I don't... That was the only reason I asked is because I was like, oh, so he's doing all the world's finest books, but no, that makes sense. Okay. Yeah, because then this one says from the pages of Batman Superman World's Finest. Oh, okay. And we did see Teen Titans. And, mm-hmm. Okay. That makes sense. I get that. Yeah. Yeah. So it's good. Good. I like it. Uh, and and then lastly, I have Barnstormers. This is uh, Tula Lotte, Lotte and then Scott Snyder. And it's a ballad of love and murder. It I love it's, love. Why didn't I get that? I don't know, dude. You probably would have enjoyed this more than I did. <laughs> I, I, I but I was the name that turned me off from it. I was like, I'm not interested in any barns, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so this takes place in the in 1927, and I don't I don't have a lot to say because it just kind of feels like it, like the title, "A Ballad of Love and Murder." It it seems to kind of do what it needs to do. Is it noir? I would say it's more pulpy. Okay. Uh, The art is great, though. Oh, yeah. It looks looks real real good. Yep. It's pretty. Oh, those colors are so nice. Yeah, so it's like, it's gorgeous to look at. And it's like, it's not bad. It was just, it's exactly what it is. Like, Mm -hmm. I, I can't describe it any better like it's just like this is the type of story it is this is how the people talk like done very good all right maybe (laughs) i'll check out that first one at least because i do like tula so yeah yeah and i think you know definitely a good reason to check it out Mm -hmm. okay i'm ready for both yeah okay um i can talk a little bit about it this is the hunger and the dusk uh did you only special order this first one i think so i i want to add it to my poll though okay because i had added it without even thinking about it and i'm so glad that i did because i actually really enjoyed this yeah it was really good uh this is uh g willow wilson and art by chris 
Wild Goose and Colors by, how do you say it? Uh, Mrs. Mrs. Z? I don't know. Mrs. Um, Your guess is as good as mine on that one. It looks like Ms. Azkick. <laughs> so something like that. Uh, but anyway, uh, this is just a little fantasy story about humans and orcs who are kind of working together to take down a common enemy called the... Shoot. Forgot what they were called. Val? Bangle. Uh, about... I was like, I know it started with a V. Yeah, I... Same, I knew that. Uh, but... Yeah, they are apparently very hard to take down. They've been uh, killing humans and orcs for however long. And so they finally decide to put aside their differences and work together to try to figure it out so they can live and prosper. Yeah, this was a really good first issue. I think it like did a really good job of like introducing the characters and the dynamics you're supposed to be ready for. And the art looks so fucking good. Like, it looks so good. It's insane. Like, Yeah, I think that was one of the things that I uh, liked the most about it. And the colors, uh, especially that, that one page. Well, I just have it here where everything is on fire. Yeah. Like, I just, I really like how the fire and the blood <laughs> look in the book. They're just, it gets so dark. And it's, yeah, very, very good. And I'm... I'm quite pleased. And I know this is going to be a love story. And you know, oh. I yes. love love stories. <laughs> I, yeah, I knew it. I knew it was going to be a love story. You can definitely feel it in the mm -hmm. the bones of the story. Also, can I talk about like the way this, like the cover feels? Yeah, please. Because I've been doing this the whole time. It feels so good. It, like, it's just perfect, perfect co cover. Perfect, like, holding it in my hands makes me so happy it's like lightly laminated yeah it's like flat mm -hmm. but also not yeah it's very nice it's <laughs> nice and sleek it goes straight into that bag and board like you couldn't <laughs> even believe <laughs> it's the little things in life <sighs> very easy to please <laughs> Uh, all right, so then next we have the Lonesome Hunters. This is the Wolf Child. This is a return mm -hmm. of our friends. Um, I forget their names already. <laughs> Harold and Lupita. Lupita. Okay, I was gonna call I, her Luna, and I was like, I know that's not right, but I I don't think that name is right either. So Lupe. Lupe. Okay. Yep. Yeah, they're on uh, their little journey after the events. I don't know how to, like, tell what's happening in here without, like, completely spoiling that first story arc. But there's a sword and some things with the crows happened. And this is them continuing their little quest that they're on while being chased by religious zealots who want that sword. <laughs> yeah, plus some weird shit in the forest. Yeah, some supernatural <laughs> wolf child. <laughs> so there's just like a lot going on. It's great stuff though. Perfect. Yeah, I was gonna say it was a really good like comeback because it it has been um it's been a minute since that last story art came out, mm -hmm. but it still didn't feel like much time had passed. And reading this first issue after that little break, it was just it was still seamless. Like I still knew yeah. and was aware of everything that was happening. The time 
jump wasn't like so drastic that it's like okay where are we at right now like what's going on like it was yeah. it was really good it was a really good issue back I, I agree um that's a book by Tyler Crook just so everybody knows awesome. all right so you ready for the next one then mm-hmm. all right and then next we have uh Swan Songs by Maxwell W. Maxwell Prince and this issue is drawn by Martin Simmons um this is a re- this is really good. I yeah. I was not expecting like what the story. I don't know what the fuck any of these stories are about. No, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't read too into it, just because I know that like W. Maxwell does like the anthologies, and each anthology is like pretty different. And the clown one that they did, I devastated me. I loved it. It was like mm-hmm. one of my favorites. But then this one is, I don't, is it like more dealing with like apocalyptic stuff? Like, is that what the anthology is? Each story is apocalypse. You don't know. I don't know. I didn't look into it. I, I, I did not. I also didn't look at, into it as you do with comic books. Sometimes it was just, yeah, it was who was on the book. And I was like, cool, I'm going to do this. And this is like, yeah, an apocalyptic story. And it's kind of like the lengths you'll take for love. Like, it's just really really good (laughs) i feel like that's what it's going to be is like love i think that's going to be the center of like what this is Mm -hmm. Um, which i hope so because this was done really really well and you know i have uh mom issues but this was still like very (laughs) heart-wrenching yeah yeah i think that's like the thing about it is like i was not expecting how heart-wrenching it was going to be and I I think if I had been in a different mood it would have like probably like made me like cry yeah I was was in a different I don't know what kind of zone I was in when I read it but I did not cry but when I got to the end of it I was like huh wow that was that was something because yeah it's just like you don't always get a happy ending but you get like you can at least like make an ending easier I guess yeah I don't know it was just really really good I I'm excited for the next one. I don't know what, what's to come. Well, and I think that Martin Simmons art really helped with it too, especially for the apocalyptic part mm-hmm. of the story, because it really did feel like nasty. Like it felt like I was watching the end of the world. <laughs> yeah. And some of the scenes were just like the shots in it were really well done. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We'll see. We'll see. Maybe we'll figure out what it's about as we go. <laughs> Well, the reason why I said I think love is like the main thing is because the ad for the next one says the end of a marriage. Yeah, I saw that. But that could also just be something completely different. It could be an apocalyptic thing too. Who knows? But I'm very excited because of the artist that's doing the next issue. Yeah, same, same. uh, Yeah, no, Swan Songs. If you're interested, these anthologies are always really good. And I'm um, kind of a, not annoyed necessarily, but I wish I would have stuck with Ice Cream Man longer. Yeah. Just I to see. Yes, same, same. Yes and no. Part of me is like, I got really far, but I don't know. Well, there's just a lot. Like, I, I think the reason I liked Ha Ha was because it was like six issues, mm-hmm. I believe. And then that was it. And I think that's like the right amount for like an anthology of that type. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Anyway, that's all I have to say about that. (laughs) Okay. I got a few to dash through. Uh, 
first I have Deep Cuts. This is number three. This is the little books about like jazz, jazz stories. This is about a young girl and her father. Um, her father quits music, you know, to raise a family. Because that's kind of stuff you got to do sometimes. And please. <laughs> you know. Um but he finds like a way to kind of play continue playing music even though it's you know continue on with music without leaving his family or like doing dumb stuff. It was cute. I liked it. They're fun little is it, stories. Is it the same artist and stuff no. every time? I can't remember. Uh, no, it's a different artist every okay. time. So it's written by Kyle Higgins and Joe Clark and then this issue the art is by Diego Greco greco and then igor monti does the colors okay so uh it does this really cool thing where it like when it flashes back in time it kind of has a like a more like dot look to it i don't know if you can really tell through the yeah the pages but it was cool i really like i said they're just cute little stories they're fun you don't have to read like every single one to it's not like a cohesive story. Each one's like a different right. thing. Um, I'm going to move on. I have Peacemaker Tries Hard. This is book number three. This is by Kyle Starks. Art by Steve Pugh. And the colors by Jordi Belair. Um, this is just kind of... This issue is kind of Peacemaker figuring out like how he's going to try to get Bruce Wayne, his dog, back. Dealing with that. Ah, everything that's happened the past couple issues i really do like this story it's just really silly and a lot of fun um that's it that's all i'm gonna say all right uh, and then i have who once upon a time at the end of the world this is issue number seven so this is the second issue back from a little break and this issue they've found the past issue they found like this oasis and this issue it's about them kind of building this community and the relationships they're building and kind of how the things that are happening before things go bad. Because, you know, things can only be good in the apocalypse for so long. Yeah. There's always cults. So, <laughs> And this feels like a cult, but not exactly. Like, okay. I, I don't know. I, I don't know how to phrase it. Uh, and then last of all of my books... Feel like i've done a great job of just busting through these um i have daredevil this is issue number 13 he has spoiler alert died and now he is in hell he is fighting both the fist god and the hand god he has a slick white suit um he gets foggy out of hell i don't i don't know I think the next one is the last one of Chip's run. Right. So. And then they'll bring it back with the new number one. Yep. That's exactly what's happening. Mm -hmm. I still haven't made my choice there, but we'll find out. <laughs> uh, that's it. That's all I've got. That's all you got? And that's all, all I've right. got. Let's keep rolling this. All right. Maybe then. This is a, I hate this place. Mine is called Fuck This Place. Mine is called I Hate This Place. Yes, yes. Uh, this is the final issue. It's issue number 10. Um, Trudy and 
shoot. I feel like I'm never going to remember these names. Well, I guess we don't need to now, but yeah, Gabby, Trudy and Gabby, uh, find a way to stop what Trudy's dad has been doing, which is trying to essentially like end the world, which is God's plan, you know, not his, <laughs> it's God's. Um, and then in the process, potentially figure out how to get all of the ghosts and stuff gone. There's a cave, you know, there's a lot of metaphors in here. Um, but there's also, um, as you know, we always say there's the essay at the back. This one is about uh, the use of metafiction in horror movies, <laughs> which I loved reading this. I thought it was a lot of fun. Uh, and then there are recommended meta horror films. I just like that they call them that. So there's a lot of really good ones on there as well. <laughs> Yeah, I noticed that. I uh I'm really sad this book is over. Yeah, it was really fun. And it was like it was the art was really cool. And yeah, the story was just like for being a weird supernatural, like alien ghost apocalyptic story, like it was just it was very unique. Yeah, yeah. It definitely had a lot a lot of stuff going on, but it was all yeah, very good and very fun and like interesting. And I think the way that it all connected was like intriguing and I also like the use of yeah like just different type of horror tropes within the story itself and even tropes like you don't even like think of being like horror tropes like time travel yeah you know it's one of those things where it uh I was talking to someone and they got to the time travel part and they're like I don't really know how I feel about that and I was like oh I just I love it so much yeah it added an (laughs) interesting little like twist to it because Mm -hmm. like had it not had that it would have been hard to like end it the way that it was. Yeah. And then you're just basically like getting into like slasher horror territory, which you kind of did Mm -hmm. in the first little bit of like the story itself. But yeah, I don't know. I really liked that book. I think it was a lot of fun. And for 10 issues, it's like perfect. Yeah. They, yeah, I guess I didn't even put that together that like each issue was a different trope in horror movies. Yeah, they all have it. Like, what? Go ahead. I said, go ahead. I was just, it was so like, yeah, I've said this before, seamless the way that it happened. So yeah, it was, it was very good. <laughs> all right, you ready for next? Yes. Okay. So then we have Phantom Road. This is issue number five. Uh, this is about, Two people who are on the road encounter some goo boys. I have no fucking clue what is real. Like, I have an idea of what's happening in here, but I also do not have any idea of what's happening in here. I don't. I'm going to be completely honest. I don't have any idea. And I think, like, this issue especially, I was just kind of, like, hate reading it. Which I, and that's, I don't hate the story. Like, I do think the story is like, it's something, you know, but it's just, I was reading it and I was just like, but like, get to it, but like, tell me what's going on. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. The addition of the gas station bear being like a, a real like creature was just very, a very strange aspect of the whole story. Just like, why? Yeah. Why did this just happen? And he's the strongest wizard that's, like, ever existed. <laughs> it's, uh, 
Uh, yeah, yeah I have... apparently just the first story arc. There's going to be more. Yeah, I also, I like you said earlier, like I'm, I'm probably going to take it off my pull just because it's not like I, yeah, I, I don't hate it, but I also don't love it. It's not bringing mm-hmm. me joy to read, and I'm not, I'm definitely not intrigued enough to keep going. Same. Yeah, I think that that's the problem. Yeah, how I feel about it. Like I just, I just don't really care. Like, there's not one thing about it where I'm just like, well, I'd kind of like to know, like, what happens here. Like, I just don't care. Yeah. Yeah. It is what it is. It's I, say it ha- I say it happens sometimes, right? Yeah. It's just not for us. That's yeah. all. Uh, okay. So then next we have Love Everlasting. This is issue number, what, 10? Ten? Nine. Nine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is by Tom King and Elisa like Eliza Eliza Elsa Elsa Shreddy yes and the colors are by Matt Hollingsworth um I still really dig this story a lot this issue was like all like really like bummed me out but at the same time it was just like she's so fucking cold dude yeah I was gonna say the last page of it got me because like I was all up in my feelings this entire time I was like oh my god you know this person that she's been with for so long is like terminal and she's like not coping with it very well and she's going to be alone and she's going to be upset and then it was just like she's just joan (laughs) yeah it's just like i i love her so much and i yeah i love this issue a lot just because yeah it does take you on this like emotional ride of like i guess her kind of coming to terms with like I guess she, it's not like she loves this person, but she cares about them him, yeah. them, or at least like having him around or just like, yeah, even encountering his death. And then it was, just, it's so, I don't know. It's a, it's something I still can't quite figure out what the hell is going on. No. And I, <laughs> I want to so bad. I just, because like the first few issues, you get all these different stories and and then we just watched her grow old and her kids grow up and get married and like leave and then all this <laughs> like we grew up with them and then all of them, it's like well where's Joan where what's happening with her yeah it's uh it's I don't know it's such a weird it's so such a weird joyful joyful read <laughs> like every time it's just like so strange and it does make me feel and like am I missing something and it's like well I don't even care like I'm just take the book in when I get to like whatever is happening gives it'll be even better that way yeah it's just it's done really well because every single issue I'm never disappointed I'm always just like yeah this is a really good story (laughs) yeah exactly Uh, okay okay ready yeah this is Loki (laughs) this is issue number two this is a, a Dan Waters story um loki's just you know a ruler of jotunheim god of stories he was once trickster god god of mischief evil and lies blah 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 he constructed a ship at some point uh (laughs) using fingernails of the dead and some frost giants tried to steal it it didn't work it kind of uh broke apart into several different pieces so loki is on a journey to go retrieve the pieces to put it back together and this issue Loki is in Nidavellir 
but they do not want Loki there at all. So there's some stuff that happens. <laughs> yeah, I really like this issue a lot. Like, I don't know, both the first and second issues have been really enjoyable. And mm-hmm. in the story, too, it was just also like, God damn, like every time, like, just fuck, man. You're, you're not good. <laughs> no. Um, I guess it's also like technically not Loki's fault. Right. And that's the thing about like, I don't know. I think that's part of the reason I like the character Loki so much is like they say, you know, what's going on. And they say like this, I don't know what what could happen with certain things and stuff, but no one listens because he's a liar. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But it's like, I don't know. They they warn tons of people like all the time about stuff that's like going to happen. And then just when it does happen, they're just like, well, you guys, you didn't listen to me, you know, <laughs> but it's so hard to trust Loki on anything. And yeah. I think that's, that's my favorite part. It's like the Greek myth of Cassandra. <laughs> that's what it reminds me of. Um, anyway, we love Loki. The art is also really good. I was and- about to say, yeah, the art by Jermaine Peralta, the colors by Mike Spicer are also just like phenomenal. Like, yeah, so so good. I've been I've been very pleased. I think like Agent of Asgard was my favorite series for years, for years and years, just because of like how enjoyable it was and like how many emotions and feelings you feel while you're reading it. But I think this one is probably going to be my favorite, to be honest. It's high praise right there. It's uh it's just really good. Like I just yeah. feel like Green Waters really gets this character. <laughs> yeah, no, same. It's like weird, just like it feels right. Like mm-hmm. Yeah. It's it's beautiful and it does obviously take place after everything that happened with like War of the Realms and stuff like mm-hmm. that. So he isn't exactly the same person as in Agent of Asgard. So there is like a bit of a difference, but I'm very pleased. <laughs> I'm happy. I'm I'm happy. <laughs> okay. All right. Ready? Yeah, I'm ready. We got Earth Divers. This is issue number what eight? Eight. Um. Yes. Do you want to talk about what's going on in here? Um. Basically, one of the characters I can never remember her name. Uh, from the first story arc, gets taken back into the Ice Age, and she's just trying to, you know survive essentially save kids i don't know (laughs) yes the way that this story arc so far has been written and like the way it's narrated is kind of confusing for me just because it is like very almost like fragmented yeah there's like no real like this is what's happening here this is what's happening here it's just like a, a broken thought process and so it does get like pretty confusing for me, but I still do really enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, I would agree with you though on that like sentiment is that I think it is it does feel a little bit more fragmented, like the thoughts and like the story itself. And um I yeah, I do really like it still, but it is like at points a little hard to follow. I think the art is also part of that as well, because <laughs> it's a little like rougher, which is like it's not bad by any means, but it does make it harder to kind of keep track of like what you're really seeing yeah because there's also like a few different groups that this person like runs into Mm -hmm. and I keep getting confused as to like which which one is which 
um, just because again, the thought process is just kind of broken. So I'm just not quite sure, like, are these here to help her or are they not? Yeah. And confusing for me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I agree with those thoughts and I, uh, it's enjoyable, but that is the down, a little bit of a downfall there. Mm-hmm. All right. Is that all? That's all we got? That's all we got. Okay. We had to blow through that. We had stuff. We have other stuff going on <laughs> in a little bit. So, yeah. None of your business. <laughs> <laughs> More important pressing things. Uh, <laughs> So thank you as always for listening. Go to your local comic book shops and buy some comic books. You know, be good to your friends. Be good to one another. Take care of yourself and each other. Mm -hmm. Heather, what you got? I don't have anything today. Okay. Uh, Support your local libraries. I forgot that. Yes. Yes, that. Yeah. Do do that thing. Um, And yeah, we love you. And we will see you on the flippity flip. Later. Bye. <laughs>